Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Erios. Hi, I'm best-smelling author Maribel May, and you're listening to The Complete Wedding. Make sure to check out the entire Complete Woman series now on the Erios Network and available wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't miss my latest installment, The Complete Christmas, debuting December 3rd. Enjoy! Welcome back to The Complete Wedding with your princess of politesse, Maribel May. She traversed traditions in episode three, and now it's time for her to perform her P's and Q's in episode four, Wedding Etiquette. When I was newly engaged, I quickly became overwhelmed with the stringent rules of outworn etiquette imposed by the matriarchs of times gone by. I felt like I was drowning in quicksand or sinking in the ocean. With each gasp for air, I'd find myself choking on an arbitrary rule laid out by the commander of correctness. I'm specifically referring to the despot of decorum herself, Miss Emily Post. Now, Miss Post might go down in history as the official Miss Manners, and I would never speak ill of the recently deceased, but for my money and I have none. I find her rules and regulations to be a little bit, oh, outdated. Now, maybe her ideas were the hallmark of good taste in 1922 when they were published, but it's 1966, and times they are a-changin'. The modern bride wants to infuse her big day with individual style, without having to worry about offending the elders. And why wouldn't her wedding day be exactly as she wants? Would you deprive a man on death row his choice of last meal? I thought not. To be frank, my family has a long-running feud with Miss Post, dating back to Easter 1854, when she beat my grandmother, Myrtle Morgan, in a game of strip canasta at the Woodsboro Women's Club. My grandmother was humiliated and forced to resign from her position as pie chair of her baking soda club. My family has carried this feud proudly like a banner all the way to today in 1966. We also have grudges against the Kennedys, my fourth grade teacher Mrs. McGillicuddy, Coco Chanel, Fidel Castro, and Maury the Befreckled Ice Cream Scooper. None of these people have any idea, of course, but nonetheless my family always makes sure to put a wicked curse on each and every one of our enemies before special meals and on most religious holidays. Any way you slice it, even if you follow that old haystick, Emily Post's every rule to the letter, you're still bound to make a few enemies on your wedding day. You simply can't please everyone. For example, 
My Aunt Bertha came to my wedding straight off a Jamaican vacation, where she was critically sunburnt. Well, we had already planned to serve lobster. During the dinner reception, when Garcon lifted the sterling plate cover and Aunt Bertha saw that red lobster staring back at her, she took it as a personal affront. I think she was being sensitive. My 105-year-old Aunt Betty didn't give a damn about the prune whip we served for our second course. To this day, Aunt Bertha refuses to speak to me. Just listen to what happens when I ring her at home. Hello? Hello, Aunt Bertha. Who's that? It's your niece, Maribel May. Oh, you again. I told you to stop calling me here. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to get my phone gun. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Help, police, masher, brute. Oh, Aunt Bertha. Hello? Now, as much as I'd love to tell you to just toss that old rawhide Emily Post manifesto of manners in your garbage can, your wedding can't be a total free-for-all. The seating chart, for example, can be a huge pain in the bustle for a bride. Why, resolving the seating arrangements for my own reception was a very delicate and time-consuming task. Like Einstein, figuring out his theory of relativity, I too worked tirelessly and even implemented the scientific method. For example, question. Should Freck's racist great-uncle Lloyd be sat next to my mentally slow Aunt Millie? Hypothesis. Uncle Lloyd will ramble about the Koreans while Aunt Millie makes a snowman out of her mashed potatoes. When the snowman melts, Aunt Millie will threaten to stab Uncle Lloyd with her butter knife. Uncle Lloyd, calling upon his experience in the Korean War, will effortlessly disarm Aunt Millie. Conclusion. It's a perfect match. Einstein has nothing on me. And unlike Einstein, I still found time in the day to run a brush through my hair. Want the most important event in your life to run smoothly? No need to go out and read a book. Just follow my 10 wedding etiquette commandments. Trademark. Thou shalt send out invitations three to four weeks from the wedding date, engraved in black and embossed with the bride's family's coat of arms. Thou shalt not publish a formal announcement if thou is a divorcee or a bride over 40. Thou shalt never consider substituting fresh flowers for paper or plastic. Thou shalt always keep a written record of each gift received with the name of the sender and date. Thou shalt always hire a professional photographer and not assume Uncle Larry shall stay sober enough to complete the task. Thou shalt continuously have a smile on thou's face even if thou is freaking out and thinking thou may have made a mistake. Thou must personally thank each and every guest for attending during the prearranged receiving line. Thou shall always serve champagne for a toast. Thou shall never keep wedding gifts if thou's wedding is called off or canceled due to thou's force majeure. Thou shall always send handwritten thank you notes as soon as humanly possible. And none of this thou hand is tired. Thou will just send out engraved thank you notes. And if thou does, thou's marriage isn't recognized in any God-fearing church. And that's all it takes. You remember in episode two, Colors for Brides, that Rita announced her engagement. Well, as her maid of honor, I decided to throw a little engagement party where we could show off our good breeding in public. 
prick up those little lady ears because you're invited too. <laughs> okay, quiet, quiet, everyone. I have something to say. I'm so happy you could all join me at Freck's Lunch Club. Luckily, Rita's bridal luncheon date fell on the one day a month the club lets in women. And I'm so happy as Rita's maid of honor. Well, my maid of honor is technically my cousin Sheila. It's fine. What's her deal? Well, she's Sheila, isn't she? I've never been to the city before, but I'm excited. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, anyway, I'm so glad that we could all get together for Rita's Bridal Luncheon to celebrate the... Is bride the correct word? I guess I should say re-bride. I say it's a second chance. I know it's not politically correct to throw a bridal luncheon for someone having a second marriage, but Rita persisted. And I thought this could be a, a fun opportunity to talk about proper bridal luncheon etiquette. Well, is it proper to be wearing what Barbara's wearing? It's very low cut, don't you think? I'm wearing a turtleneck. What kind of turtle? A large one. Well, I actually think what Barbara's wearing is more appropriate than what you're wearing, Joni. Why? You're mixing a burnt orange with a volcanic red. What are you talking about? This is a gray leisure suit. It's very expensive. Joni, you forget. You're colorblind. <laughs> I won't have it. I think what I'm wearing, an afternoon dress, something that hits below the knees but above the toes, is the only appropriate cloth for an event such as this. Now, Rita, on the other hand, you seem to be wearing some sort of wiggle dress. Well, I'm wearing a little bustier to boost it up. And it is, in fact, something you can wiggle in. <laughs> oh, Rita. Rita, I can't believe they let her in the door. Oh, we're all going to get up and dance. I think the most appropriately dressed woman here is Sheila. Don't confuse modesty with appropriateness. Why, she's wearing one big cloak. Why, she almost looks like a vampire. This is all that was clean. Now, I can appreciate that. Why, Sheila, I think we're going to be friends. I hope so. Take some pressure off of me. Oh, Maribel, please. You haven't been my friend since 1903. <laughs> that's crazy, but that's true. If anyone has any extra detergent, I'll take it. Barbara! Well, no one has detergent here. We're at Breck's Club. Don't open my present, then. Don't tell me it's a puppy. <laughs> it's not a puppy. Anyway, Rita, we're delighted to be here. Well, thank you so much, gals. This is so lovely. Thanks for organizing it and really taking the reins. I didn't think it was necessary, but I guess now that I'm here, it's very nice. Maribel, can we open presents? I'm dying to see how well my present is received. It's too early to open presents. We haven't even eaten. That's right. Barbara, would you like to do the honors and cut the cake? And this time you have to cut it in the room, Barbara, because when you take it out of the room, we know what happens. I get nervous in front of people. It's hard to cut a cake and not drool. But first, before we cut the cake, we have to let Rita see the cake and she should give it a compliment. This is rough. Who made the cake? We all did. This is a four-layered cherry cheesecake. I don't really eat dairy at this time, but I do think that visually it's stunning. Don't eat dairy. Why ever would you not eat dairy? It doesn't agree with me. What's dairy? Comes from a cow. I love cows. It's a lovely cake. I do appreciate the effort. You're not even going to have a bite, Rita. That is the height of rudeness. Oh, I'll have a little off the top. Don't it take all the frosting? Go ahead, hand it out, Barbara. All right, now everyone take a bite. One, two, three. Mmm, mm, that's... Don't talk with your mouth full. <sighs> Darling, use the fork. All right. <laughs> oh, William, that was neat. 
stay right there. Don't move. You look so beautiful right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get my crayons and scratch you. What do I do with my hands? Don't care. What about my face? Don't worry about your face. I'm framing it out. Ah. Oh, yes. Huh? How's it going? It's going well. Just try not to interrupt me. Maybe that... Yes, of course. William, I've never seen you so focused. Who said that? Oh, Maribel, look. This is how I see your body. Oh, William, it's beautiful. I mean, you really enlarged my breasts. Thank you. Well, I am a character artist at heart. I guess I found the part of you that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, William. (laughs) I want you to have this, Maribel. Oh, thank you. I'll treasure it forever. I also have something to tell you. I want you to keep that as a promise painting. I've promised to come back. Where are you going? Korean War. But, William, the Korean War's been over for at least a year. Not for me, it hasn't. I ship out tomorrow. I never wanted this to just be a summer fling. Neither did I, and neither do I. I promise to come back, after the Korean War, when all the Koreans are dead, and marry you. William! Oh, William! All right. Bye. Wait, you're leaving now? I thought you said you were leaving to... Oh, okay. Maribel, are you okay? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I had one of my funny spells. Now, traditionally, according to that old bitch Emily Post, after we nibble on the cake, we all send our well wishes to the bride-to-be, even though technically it's her second marriage. Well, I guess I'll start. I hope this marriage works out, because why, (laughs) I'm not coming to another one of these. Not for you, Rita. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Now, I would like to say... That as your maid of honor... It's fine. Even though this is your second marriage, I hope it's also your last. And I hope that you and... Kevin? David! And I hope that you and David have a lifetime of fun, safe, appropriate adventures together. Oh, well, thank you. I never asked you guys, what do you think of David? I think he's very young. I think he's thin. He's quite handsome, though, Rita, I have to say. Too handsome. That's the point. (laughs) Well, he certainly seems to like you for some reason, so I'm not touching that. How old? Or dare I say, how young? He's 19. (gasps) 19? Well, it's legal. Rita, you're a woman of 30. Exactly. Rita, you could be his mother. Well, now that's not true. Well, when did you get your red blood? At 14. Red bloods? What's red bloods? I forget she's colorblind. You mean the black blood. Well, I taught him everything he knows. About what? Sex. Ah. Well, that's not an appropriate discussion at the bridal tea. I can only imagine that you've recycled your virginity. What does that mean, Barbara? Well, we all know she was married before, so she's had sex once before on her wedding night. And I'm just making sure that since then she's recycled her virginity and hasn't had anything, and now she's going to have sex for the first time with David. And I hope that goes well. Cheers. Is that your toast? Toast? No, Barbara, there's no toast. Eat your cake. I'm starting to think, Barbara, that this is just one big practical joke. For whom? I don't know. (laughs) It's not for me. I don't find anything about this funny. Okay, now it's time for Rita, the bride-to-be, again, her toast. Uh, well, uh, Rita, I hope that you... Not to yourself, Rita. She's lost it. Are you drunk? How much champagne have you had? (laughs) I just think that, um, I... A toast to my friends. The girls that... The gals that, uh... Oh, no. No, a little about me and... Uh, but try, and, and I appreciate the attempts, and 
I'm glad that we're here, and I hope to get to know you all Rita, more. we've known each other for 20 years. I really only see you about four times a year. Well, that's because you're always off traveling. That's true. Or dancing. Mm-hmm. Or hussying. Now, don't tell me you're going to keep your job even after you marry David. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm the one that makes the money. <gasps> what? Don't tell me you're paying for the wedding. Well, I'm paying for his college, too. <gasps> oh, and what is he studying in college? Anatomy? Don't say it. You know she was going to say anatomy. I thought she was going to say bears. Why? I don't know. Well, what is it, anatomy or bears? It's botany. That's what I was going to guess. Can we open presents yet? I want to see my presents. All right, we can open presents, Joni. Although that old brick butt, Emily Post, does say that presents aren't appropriate for a second-time bride. Well, I agree, but you said we had to bring them, so I did. Well, we'll make an exception because Rita's our friend. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, this is lovely wrapping. Did you wrap it yourself? (gasps) It's a knife. Now pass it around so everyone can see. Oh, it's nice and heavy. Oh, is this from Japan? My, 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 my. Would you like to see me shove it down my throat? I don't want it getting stuck down there. Give it back to Rita. I promise it won't. Well, I'd like to see. Okay, watch. Oh, my God. You're bleeding, and there's blood all over. That's not blood. That's ketchup. That's from earlier. Here you go. You should have Barbara perform at your wedding. Barbara, would you mind? Well, how much would you pay me? Well, nothing, of course. I'm uh, unavailable. Open my other presents. Tony, how many presents did you bring? I brought all of these. Are you just cleaning out your kitchen and giving all your old kitchenware to Rita? Shush, I do no such thing. Oh, it's bandages. Are they used? No, but I don't quite get it. I think it's a threat. Don't you guys have a sense of humor? I gave her a knife and then I gave her bandages. The third present I gave her is a... It's a hospital bracelet. Let me see. Wait a minute. This is from my stay in the asylum. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Isn't it all just funny? Where did you get this? Right from the trash can. When you came home from the asylum, I went outside. Into the garbage can I went. Dig, dig, dig. Dig, dig, dig. Until I found it. Something that I could hold over your head till the day you died. Your hospital bracelet. Why, I give it to you now, Rita. I give it to you now so you can hold it over her head. Wait a minute. That's not nice. It isn't? Well, thank you so much, Joni. That's interesting. Rita, your bridal luncheon is coming to an end. Was it everything you hoped? You know, I was hoping that maybe I could uh, tickle the ivories for you. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And what will you be performing for us, Rita? I wrote it for David. It's called David's Song. Barbara, didn't you play drums in marching band? Oh, that's right. Get up on those voodoo boilers. That's the stuff. You know, my father played the viol de gamboy, so give me that bass. Sure, Joni, that'd be fine. Ooh, nice groove. Thanks. What about me? You can play chimes, Sheila. Meet the dried-up divorcee and the boy who came along. Come spring, they will be married, although I think it's wrong. He's young, she's not. Getting any younger She's old, he's not Getting any wiser He was just a virgin child Until she came along And that's the tragic story Of a song called David's Song (laughs) 
are you crying? You guys have such a great friendship. Thank you for listening to episode four of The Complete Wedding, starring Amanda Lund as Maribel May, Maria Blasucci as Joni, Stephanie Allen as Barbara, Angela Trimber as Rita, Matt Corley as Mad Auntie, Chris Smith as William, and me, Mark McConville, as Sheila, and announcer Mort Kleinman. Ta-ta! Moms, dads, parents, are your little ones a little rough around the edges? They're maybe not marriage material yet? Send them down, because me, Gary Nesbitt, I've just opened this new business and I'm very excited to tell you about it. It's called the Nesbitt Finishing School. We take little brides-to-be and little grooms-to-be and mold them into marriage material. We are going to teach your child etiquette, we're going to teach your child conversation, and we are going to teach your child all of the latest waltzes. We got a new one! You hear that? Get in on this deal. If you commit now, 30% off, just because I'm feeling crazy. You're not going to regret it, and if you do, I'm telling you this with all sincerity in my heart. I will let you come down and select an ice pick to drive through the palm of my hand. I am that confident in my ability to take your feral cat of a child and turn it into a slick dolphin who can swim through the oceans of marriage. Bring your tornado of a child down to Nesbitt Finishing School and let me turn it into a sunny day. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 